Hey guys, wow, I'm doing so many podcasts this week. It's crazy. I actually just started another podcast channel. If you want to go check it out, it's called Suck a Dick. <laughs> um, that one is actually for more like comedic purposes and um, everything I've I'm going to explore like weird Tinder dates, um, weird old stories from college. So like more of the inappropriate comedic stuff. And I, I, I've been wondering, you know, what should I really do with this channel? Like, did I, do I want to use it for, when I first made it, I was like, do I want to use this for comedic purposes or inspirational purposes? And I think it's just a bit of both, but, um, the suck a dick channel is more, it's completely aimed at comedic purposes. So no, no preaching, no nothing like that. Um, yeah, I just, I, I came to the biggest realization today. Um, it, it's, it was so powerful. It was so powerful. Just like his dick. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I came to like a big realization today and I wanted to share it because maybe some of you are feeling the same way and you don't really realize this. And when I say realize this, you're going to totally get it after I explain the story. But yeah, so all through my life, um, I guess I'm going to open up a little bit. I try not to go into too much detail about my personal life, although sometimes it, sometimes it just, you know, I just ramble on. But I've, you know, I battled depression like for a really long time and it really sucks. Like it's not easy. It's so hard sometimes. And I'm actually starting to get help. I think I might be going on like medication soon. Um, so hopefully that'll help me because so many people that I know are against medication and I'm just like, I've battled depression for about, I want to say I first started noticing like the, the signs big, big time when I was like 15, 16. So yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good nine, 10 years since I battled like, and I'm talking severe depression like I've been suicidal many times before um and it's just something that comes along with depression unfortunately it's not something I can control um but I've decided that you know because I went through a breakup and I thought I at first thought that you know when you fall in love with someone it doesn't really matter if you love yourself that you could just love the other person and that's all that really would ever matter. But I was completely wrong. <laughs> you have to love yourself. You have to um, you have to appreciate who you are and be happy on your own before someone can come into your life. Because if you don't know how to be happy, then that person is not going to know how to make you happy. Um, I'm not saying that the person I was with didn't make me happy because they, they made everything great. But... Um, it got to the point where, you know, I just, I just wasn't happy with me. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was like, what, what, what am I, what am I doing? Like, what am I, I'm wasting someone's time. And I, I, I made up my mind and confused people so much because one day I'm like depressed. The next day I'm semi-okay. And it's just, a, it's not a nice cycle. And you have to really, you have to really put yourself 
in a pair of shoes and say, how far am I going to walk like this? You know, I, I started, I started questioning myself. I'm like, how far am I going to walk in the shoes of depression? It might be with me my entire life. I don't know that. I know depression is curable. Um, but how far are you going to walk by yourself? You know, you can't just, you can't just keep everything bottled up inside. You can't. Because if you keep doing that, you're, you're not, you're not hurting. I mean, you inevitably will hurt other people, but the person that you hurt the most is yourself. And that's exactly what I did. I hurt myself the most. I, I and the, the, the <laughs> it's so confusing because with depression, like I'm an optimistic person, and I will push myself to the limit to go as far as I can with my life. And that's what makes it confusing because on the outside I can seem happy, but you know it's it's fluctuation. You know, it's just like. One day I'm in I'm in bed not wanting to get up. I want to put a knife to my throat and just slit it. And then the next day, I want to become like the lead, most inspirational person ever. And you know you you can't you 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 can't do that to yourself, guys. It's not good. Anyway, anywho, um, also what I wanted to talk about is, you you know you have to give yourself more credit. That's I think that's for me where it all starts. I am the kind of person where everyone, a lot of people tell me like, oh, you're amazing and you're great. And I never see myself like that. I, I'd always get confused and someone would say, yeah, you're amazing. You're great. And I would go look in the mirror and I'm like, what do they see in me? Like who, like, what are they talking about? And I never believed anybody. I never believed I was great. I never believed, I just thought I was living. So each, each great thing that I would push myself to do, I'm like, yeah, I'm just, living life like I'm not really great um and I'm not saying to be like narcissistic but you have to you just have to you have to push yourself (laughs) you do um so I came I came across this thing today where my mom told me to clean out my room and I'm like dreading it because I've it's been like a tough couple of months since I just went through a breakup um and, you know, I just have to move on. I just, I mean, I got pretty ugly this week. Um, I did send them, I don't want to say like I tried to hurt them, but I sent some pretty mean messages and I looked back and I, I tried reaching back out to them because I do genuinely want this person to know that, you know, hey, it didn't work out between us, but I don't hate you. Like if you're listening, I I don't hate you. <laughs> um, I know I posted some things on Facebook that I probably shouldn't have posted, but I mean, it is what it is right now. And anywho, so back on topic, um, I was going through some things in my room today and I noticed that there are so many memories locked in this room. Like I've had my room since I was 14. So we're going on 11 years that I've been in this room, and this room has just kept all of my memories. Like, I have cards from dead relatives. That sounds creepy. (laughs) I have cards from relatives that passed away, and I, instead of just, like, going all out cleaning my room, I've been going through my stuff, and I, I looked at these, I was reading these birthday cards and congratulation cards, and I realized I've done so much with my life, and I should be proud 
I should be fucking proud of where, how far I've pushed myself to come. And I, I, I was never proud. I was never proud. And I, I look back and I'm like, you've, I've done, I'm not trying to brag, but like, I've done so many things kids my age couldn't do. And what I'm trying to say to my viewers is that you need to give yourself more credit if you want to be happy. Like you just do. Like you can't just say like, I'm mediocre. Like you're, you know, what we do is fantastic. Like I, I tell people like I'm, I, I used to be a competitive runner and I got a couple tears in my eyes because I, I saw the, um, I saw my old track baton on my shelf and I saw all the ribbons and the awards and I just looked back and it was a trip down memory lane, right? And I'm like, man, I'm like, I, I, I just wasn't a runner. Like I led a team, like I made my coach proud. Like I ran in so many parts of New York state that I've never seen before. And like, I was a champion. Like I, I remember, um, there was this one race and I got really good at cross country. Cause when I, whenever I put my heart into something, I go full on, like I make sure I do my job well. And I did my job well as a runner. Like I, won first place so many times like I battled to the finish line like there was one point where I thought my lungs were going to explode and I told myself we're not stopping till we cross that fucking finish line um I remember there was this one time where we went to a race and there were about 300 girls in this race so imagine lining 300 people up on the line and my goal wasn't to get a specific place. My goal is to just hit my times because my coach would stand at like every mile marker and yell, yell out the times of how fast we were running the mile, um, each mile. Cause if I, I, um, it was a 5k race. So 3.1 miles. So mile one, he'd be like, you're at this time. And, um, I wanted to push myself time wise. So I remember, um, I crossed that finish line and I remember my coach had tears in his eyes and I was so confused. I was like, why are you crying? Like, what's going on? He hugged me so tight. I could barely walk. Like my knees were, felt like they were breaking. And my coach just looked at me and he was like, do you want to know what, how you placed? And I, I didn't really think of it because I was like, did I do well? Um, he said, you got 19th place out of 300. And I look back at that now. And I was only 16 at the time. I was only 16. And he was like, you hit each mile mark. Um, the first mile I ran like six minutes and 12 seconds. And I kept sick. I kept like, I kept my time um, in the six minute um, mark range. And that's tough to run, to run that consecutively for three three fucking miles. But what I'm saying is that, you know, when I was 16, I strategized with these goals to to push myself to hit that finish line. And it wasn't about the destination. It was all about the journey of how am I going to get there? How am I going to push myself? What am I going to do for this team and myself? And that's the kind of person that I wanted to be the rest of my life. I want I want to be the person that I don't I don't want to sit here and say I want to inspire people because that's the that's like an end goal for me. It's like how am I going to inspire people? And I can't, you know, in order to inspire people, you have to 
you have to inspire yourself first. And that can be really tricky. Um, and I was just looking at my baton. And so I have this baton and I've kept it my for the past eight years. Like I, I, I was falling back on memory lane and I'm like, I should really be proud of myself. Like, um, so I remember I ran indoor track as well. So I did cross country, which is outdoors in like the woods and forest. Um, <laughs> indoor track, obviously you're on an indoor track during the winter and then there's outdoor track. So I did all three of those sports. And I remember during indoor track, um, it was after cross country. So I sw- I did mid distance. So I was kind of, I wasn't a sprinter, but I tried. <laughs> um, I did long distance um, I remember my coach came up to me and I was also in chorus at this time. So I was competitively singing. I did competitive singing for a bit. I sang at ECMEAs and I don't know if that's like considered competitive singing, but to me it was <laughs> like, you have to, I'd have to go in front of a, in a room in front of three judges and they'd score me on like my pitch and everything. Um, and I remember, my coach came up to me and he just, he tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, Hey, um, you're going to go to Yale university and run for the four by 800 meter relay team. Um, and this was a group of people, uh, I think only like five, 20 people were picked on the entire team and track. There were about like a hundred kids and the top 20 got to go to the CL invitational and Yale is like, the equivalent of Harvard for people that don't know. So I got to walk inside of Yale. And I just remember um, that same weekend, my course teacher comes up to me and she's like, hey, you um, qualify for ECMEAs and you're going. And those two things happened to be on the same weekend. Um, so what had happened was my coach had put me in two races. So I qualified for the two mile race and the four by 800 meter relay. The two-mile race was supposed to happen at the same time um, that I was supposed to sing competitively. So I wanted to do both. So I just told them, I was like, listen, I was like, put me put me in the 4 by 800 meter relay um, and take me out of the, the two-mile. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Because um, I, I was just like, I'm at Yale. I'm at Yale. I'm at Yale University. I am going to run. And oh, my God. Oh my God, it was so exciting. I remember that banked track and like, oh, I remember my grandma, my dad, and my cousin came to watch me. My mom, she had to be home with the kids and I was just like, I got this, I'm gonna run. And we we placed really well. And then the next day, literally, I so I had to go all the way to Connecticut and Connecticut to Buffalo was like about a nine hour drive. So I had to... We drove to Connecticut from Buffalo, and then from Connecticut, my dad got me a flight back home. So literally, I ran, um, and then the next day, I competed in ECMEAs back in Buffalo um, at City Hall. And no, not City Hall. It was like the Performing Arts School, which is by City Hall. I can't tell you how amazing it was. Um, and, you know, that just doesn't that just doesn't get given to you. Like, you have to push you have to push yourself. And I, I was starting to struggle with really severe depression at the time. And there are pretty dark moments during it too. And I, depression's confusing because I was like, why am I suffering from this when I should be ecstatic and happy? Like, um, so it was pretty difficult. I battled, um, I battled a, a cutting 
addiction for like three years, four years. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it just wasn't good. So I, I, I tried to like, you know, push myself by doing these great things, but then I would revert to, you know, this cutting addiction, which started to slowly like take over me. But then on the outside, I was happy. So that's why depression really like kind of crushed me. Um, and then, yeah, all of a sudden, like I was running, um, a lot. I, I ran about seven miles, pretty much five days a week, six days a week. Um, and then I remember I, I got, um, selected by Fredonia, um, and I went to Fredonia and I ran track and cross country there for about a year and a half until my legs were just like, we can't, my, uh, tendons, tendons, my joints were like, Hey man, we can't run and pound on the pavement anymore. So I had decided that running, I couldn't run anymore because my joints, um, they're not really weak, but they just, they hurt a lot. Um, like I can't, I can't even run today without, without, you know, I go a mile in and my knees start like saying, Hey, world, grandma's here. Grandma's here. Um, so I thought, so then I, I decided to stop running and I became invested in theater. Um, and yeah, I, I joined the theater society club. I did a show at Fredonia. Um, and, you know, I just look back and I, I it's kind of sad to me because I never, ever gave myself credit for any of it. I was just like, yeah, this is me. I'm doing what I got to do. Um, and people get by that way. But I, I feel like especially since I have depression, like I should give myself more c- credit for for things, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then I... After I graduated from Fredonia, I worked on Wall Street and I worked um, in Buffalo too, but then I went to Wall Street and then I went to London. I got accepted into the best master's degree program. Um, I, I dated somebody for about like seven months. Yeah. Yeah. I still, you know, I obviously it's hard to let go of feelings for a person when you got really close to them. Um, I'm trying to move on from that person and let them go. It's just like, it's hard. It's hard. Especially like when his family was like, Hey, like we wish you well. And I'm just like, uh, I'm like, I know I liked you guys too. I have to move on. I have to move on. It's like, you don't know what to do because like you've, you know, I wasn't really like friends with his friends like it's not like I it's not like I text them like hey guys what's up but like you know it's like hard because the people that always get caught up in the middle are usually family and friends and I always say like delete them on Facebook as well but I guess like right now it's just hard for me because it's like I don't want to seem like a bitch (laughs) um but I guess it would be a good idea to delete them fairly soon um just to maybe like move on with my life and do better things. Um, yeah, I think the thing is, is like, I like dark humor, but I don't like it 24 seven. Um, so I, I don't know if like, you know, the person I dated, like he was, he was great. Like he, he made me French fries with potatoes. Like no one's ever done that for me before. 
Um, and made, he made the best chili. I loved his chili and tacos. Well, we only made tacos once, but like, I, I started, <laughs> I started liking tacos. Like I've never liked tacos before. And I kept annoying the shit out of him for tacos. I'd be like tacos, tacos and coffee. Um, yeah, I don't know if he still listens to my podcast, but, um, if you're listening, um, you know, he, who you are, he, who you are, it's like, I still care about you. And I know you, I know you cared about me. It's just hard because I know I, I posted something on Facebook, which wasn't nice. And I'm not going to repeat it again on Anchor or Spotify because I don't want to, I don't want to make that mistake again. But the thing with me is, is like, I, um, I think he thinks that I hate him, which isn't true at all. Um, it's kind of weird to explain because once somebody breaks your trust, like there really is, there's really never like, you can't go back. You know, you just, you, you can't like, I mean, I think you can build trust again, but like, you can't really, you can't really be, it's not the same after, you know, like once you do something to hurt someone and break their trust, it's like that's gone. It's like it's wiped. It's like it, it's like a memory drive where it's like you clear the memory drive. Uh, wait, it's not really like a memory drive. It's like it's like when you put your phone in water and then you dry it out in rice and some features just will never work properly again. And, you know, your phone still works. You know, you can call people, text people, but like, you know, it's like you, you can't ever go back to the phone working properly again you just you know you you just you just lose faith um and I I noticed like what started happening to me was like my heart will always 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 care for this person but my mind just started hating what was happening um I could have worded some things differently I posted on Facebook that hate started growing within me I didn't mean that I hated the person what I meant is that I hate I hated what was happening like I hated that my jealousy was just growing and that I questioned like will this happen again if I ever date someone else like is this gonna happen to me again and it might it might I don't have the answers as of now but you never know like you're just like whoa like can this ever really happen to me again like am I gonna be able to ever really trust someone again and I don't want to blame the person who broke my my trust because I just you know I don't like blaming people I don't although it sounds like I am blaming him I'm trying not to it's just I'm trying to explain the realities of breaking someone's trust you just you know you just don't it just it's never the same it's not the same um and I guess like moving on, it's just weird because with this breakup, like I actually really loved him. I loved everyone else that I've dated, but I've always broken up with them because I've like one fallen out of love with them. So like when I did break up with them, I was actually relieved. And the next day, like I didn't cry. I was happy and moving on. And I went back on like Tinder and stuff like that. But like with this breakup, it was very different because I think we both... We both knew that we were like drifting apart in the end, which, you know, it just happens sometimes. I'm not saying that it's necessarily the worst thing. It just, it just happens. Um, 
And we, you know, it was hard because I was in a different country. Um, and it's just hard to stay. You know, I'm, I'm actually applying for a visa right now. I'm in the process of it again. But it was just hard to, to put that on someone, just be like, oh, I'm going to stay. Because the only way we could stay was by doing like um, a stupid marriage visa. I don't even, I was just like, that's not fair. Like, I, as soon as I heard about that, I'm like, that's just not, that's really not fair to like people that actually do have genuine relationships and, um, with this visa, it's tough because you didn't have to like get get married. Um, you could do it two ways. Like one, if you lived together for two years and wanted to get like the partner visa, or one, you had to be ma- or two, you had to be married. And thing is, we didn't live together, um, and we weren't ready for a marriage. Like we weren't. I definitely wasn't. I think I was. I said yes because you know I I loved the person and I pictured growing my life with them and that's the reason why I said yes was I ready for marriage absolutely not I'm like I just you know I want to do so many things with my life before I I ever think about getting married and I don't think I'm stable enough to get married at this point because I need to get better with like the depression and I'm going to seek therapy soon um my mom's telling me to get on medication so I think it would be a good idea um but yeah, I just, you know, it was tough. It was super tough. And then, I mean, my feelings were hurt a lot last week because I think I went into a rant on my other episode, but they said something on their podcast, which made me really upset. Like, it's one thing to poke fun at somebody and be like, oh, she did something so stupid today and haha. Like, I get it. I laugh at that. I think that's really funny. Like, you can always poke fun at me, but like when you're actually, when you're actually being mean to someone and claiming that they something happened to them that didn't necessarily happen to them, and you think, yeah, you might think it's a joke, but I wish this person would have like asked me about it before saying it, um, because then I got really mad and my emotions came out and I was like, hey, like you hurt me. Um, and plus like they feel guilt trip and like manipulated, which is not something that I ever want to do to somebody, but it's like, you know, how do you go to someone and be like, yeah, you, you did this to me and it hurt. Like, how do you ever say that without them feeling guilty? I don't think that there's, I don't think that there is an answer for that. I think guilt is just associated with hurt. You know, it's just something you really yeah, just really can't control guys. Um, but yeah, I was hurt by it. Like I was like, this didn't happen to me. And, you know, I was like, that didn't happen to me. That, that never happened to me. And I was like, I, I had to leave. Like I wasn't forced to leave. Like I I left, like I, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it was just hard for me. Cause like, I don't want to go into I don't want to dive into like these paragraphs of like texts I was thinking of sending them. Um, but you know, I was just thinking, I'm like, I, I won't, I mean, I know that they were sad and I'm saying like, I, I personally like, I feel empathetic for them, but I'll never know like what, what happened behind closed doors. Like when I left, like if they cried or whatnot, but like, for me, it was like, you know, that was the, one of the toughest things I've had to do after, 
a really tough thing happened to me a month a month before we broke up like my grandmother died it's like I had to say goodbye to two people in a month and that just it just took a toll on me like I started going downhill um you know like this person like you know they won't know how I felt like I'm I'm the one that had to pack up my things and look at memories of us and pack up things and I'm the one that had to go to the airport I'm the one that had to board that plane and sit on that plane for eight hours without crying and then I'm the one that had to you know do so and I'm not trying to play the victim at all here because it's not that's not what I'm about like I'm I'm just I'm just saying like you know that's how I felt and I don't I don't really look for people's sympathy but it's just like you know it was hard for me to do that and then just to hear that you know I'm not going to repeat it just to hear them make make fun of something specifically on Spotify when they don't know how much it took for me to actually pack up and leave was just hurtful I guess no not I guess it was hurtful um and you know but after that like I I I texted them I was like I think I'm done here and my mind I kept deleting it and re-adding it and deleting it and re-adding it and and text and my heart didn't want to let go my heart was like no no let's let's try to figure this out and my mind was just like you have to move on like you have to go on you can't you can't keep getting hurt like this and you know like they're gonna you're gonna keep fighting like this it's not it's not gonna be fair and like you know we're in different countries now so you have to just go yet you just gotta let them go like you know how in infinity war like tony stark had to let spider-man go you just you just gotta let him go and you know it's 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 ugly it's it's just not fun and I've I've never had to do that before actually because it's like, you know I just I've I've always just like I said broken up with people because I've fallen out of love or moved on and I've always been able to leave very very easily but with this I was just like I just you know it was hard I was like yeah ow <laughs> ow wubba wubba woo tacos. Um, but yeah, like I, I didn't, I don't ever create any notes for my podcast. I just, I just ramble on. So if you sat here for the full, like what I've been going on for 30 minutes rambling, but yeah, so to tie this all up, guys, give yourself more credit. Um, go out there, explore, get yourself fixed. Like if you need, if you need therapy, if you're sad, go to therapy, talk to a friend, um, you know, go to a charity, go to an organization where they could, where you could get help from them or they need your help. Um, you know, if you, if you want to get a dog, get a dog. If you want to change apartment to move, move, move to a new country, move to that new city, work towards your goal, inspire people's, but, but first and foremost, inspire yourself to be the better version and to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And that's where you'll, like, go far. I promise you'll go far. I promise. It's going to hurt for a little bit. But I swear. I swear. And I swear by the moon of the silence of you. (laughs) 
I got those lyrics really wrong, but it's like, and I swear by the doop, 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 dee, dee, doo. Go far. Push yourself. Knock them dead. Get a grip and learn how to fall in love with life. Thanks for listening, guys. That was the FML podcast. If you'd like to check out my other channel, it's called Suck a Dick. Um, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna aim this FM the FML podcast more for like inspirational purposes, and Suck a Dick is gonna be more for comedy. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Now I'm like the Barbie at the end of Toy Story in the Blue Bushy Bush. She's like, okay. Okay now is 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 everybody gone? Is is every is everybody gone? Okay, good. My cheeks are from smiling. Oh my goodness. I need a break. I think I need a break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs>